0: <laughs> what a nice driving? What a Bring it down. Here it is. Boom. The pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom! Far down you go, Quagge Smith. Me? Oh my! I haven't enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax. Put your belt on. Enjoy. Draft
1: Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I've been ready for a while. I'm just a bit feeling <laughs> a little embarrassed. <laughs> Is this my pimple? Yeah.
0: Ah! Welcome to the Draft Rugby show where we discuss the game, they play on... No, I don't want to say that. No, we only do one roll. We are honest. Let's keep rolling.
1: Come on, keep rolling, Harry. This is serious. This is disrespectful to your fans. This is very disrespectful. I'm not going to stop speaking. I didn't
0: do the editing. You don't
1: way. know when it's going to start because there's no gap. <coughs> Whoa. That's very disrespectful. Right, really? I'm going to blatantly laugh out loud if you fuck up. and I'm going to video it. So here's evidence that you cheat when we say we don't really ever take more than one take.
0: Welcome to the Draft Rugby Show where we discuss the game they play online in heaven. I'm joined by my co-host Nielsen. Dale, uh, thank you for joining us, Nielsen. How are you? I'm good, mate. Uh, it's, It's good that
1: you finally got an intro to this pod right, this show right. But yes, no, I'm doing very well sitting atop the Draft Rugby ladder So feeling pretty good at the moment.
0: Yes, and uh, obviously Kargi lost his matchup Mm. to me last week because he's not with us this week. So just good to get that win (laughs) in typical form. Yeah, Yeah. he hasn't shown up. Uh, His team didn't show up for him on the weekend either. Um, Look, I think uh, this is obviously the A team. We were pretty lucky to have Mitch kind of class up the pod last week from pick and drive, but uh, no cargy. I think the thing always runs a lot smoother. So we're expecting this one to be well under the two hours he shoots for, maybe more like an hour this week. Yeah, we're going to try to make up for,
1: you know, how long it's been the last two weeks. That's right. Cut it down.
0: So before we get into the entree, I just want to say very quickly, please, if you mm-hmm. haven't done it already... Uh, give us a five-star review. Don't give us anything else. And uh, leave a very friendly comment. Share it with your friends. And please just pass the word out around because I know it does make a big difference to how many people watch the show and watch the podcast. Follow us on Insta, for sure. Insta, that's right. All the
1: good gear there. And on on Twitter.
0: Very, very vocal on that. You're going to make... You know, Nelson's been doing the uh, Fantasy Man of the Week each week with their profile cards, kind of like the FIFA Players cards. you know going to make your, your Fantasy Team of the Year like that and like a special set of cards? I did something like that a couple of years ago, and I, I feel like I want to do the same again. So The 2022 edition. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And then we'll sell it. it sounds great. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. NFTs. Uh, all right. All right. On that note, let's go to the entree discussing what happened in round 13. So we'll just tick through these ones. First game, Highlanders 61, forced to 10. That was nine tries to two for the Highlanders. Playing under the roof well and truly back to their best. Sam Gilbert was the big talking point, playing at 10 for the first time for the Highlanders. I really played there at schoolboys. Boys. I heard that, but he didn't play for the Highlanders at school. <laughs> uh, and he was, uh, he kicked eight from eight, which I thought was probably the most impressive thing the entire night. Yep. But uh, they were just a class of us. So I, the only thing I would say is I think he's going to come under a lot more pressure if they play him at 10 in coming weeks as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. The The second matchup was the Brumbies Crusaders, to, uh, second and third on the ladder. Crusaders were, were leading this one at halftime. Brumbies tried to have a bit of a fight back. Uh, Tom Hooper, really, really solid. At six, not something that we expected. And Tommy Wright, did he have a good game? He, he had some brilliant moments, that intercept. And then we thought he didn't back himself, you know, down the wing and when
0: he did his little shimmy inside and ends up scoring, that it looked love, pretty bloody good. I love how, like, <clears throat> everyone looks back at that and it's just purely on the result. Like, yes, yeah. he beat Richie Mo and scored, but, man, it was so uncomfortable. Like, he looked like he almost fell over himself to do it. Oh, he was, he was agile, though. He was really, really agile. Yeah, but he almost stuffed it. Like, he looked like he stuffed it, but just not enough to actually stuff it.
1: He just looks like he's perpetually falling in that moment. Like, he looks like he's constantly falling <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, Richie Mayo
0: so. by that point, just thought he was going to fall into him. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: But, but yeah, you know, the, the Crusaders won this one 37-26.
0: Yes, that's right. But the Brumbies stay above them on the table because <laughs> they are even on points. Yep. Despite having the lesser four and against, they have an extra win than the Crusaders. The Fijian Drua versus Moana Pacifica was the next game, 34 to 19. The Andrua. Uh, absolutely epic battle. So the first highlight for me was the war dance or the, the challenge they throw out to each other before the game started, having Sakopi Kepu in the middle of the lineup for Moana Pacifica kind of making aisles down either side of him and doing his uh, their pre-game kind of matchup there or their their uh, challenge there, which is unbelievable. And of course, the Andrua's challenge is always awesome as well um you just knew it was going to be good from there the passion there was big hits everywhere in the end I think it was just Fiji just too good Rivalvo and Vata for me just dominated through the centers just both of them carved up and then you had him jet shoes again just given that tiny bit of space and he's just <clears throat> absolutely lightning quick I don't think he even got out of second gear he's really to jealous. score his long distance try absolutely. and then uh, your mate Tava Tava again Second Absolutely time with it carving up. Well, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Some second 14. something in three weeks. That's I won't right. say what it is. Right. But a 14 tackle bus. He yeah, had, like yeah. it's just very ridiculous. And actually ridiculous. He could finish as the top rated average player in Fantasy 40 very, very I easily. I hope so. I held the guy for like three weeks when he wasn't playing
1: just off the base of his first game. Yeah, that's right. Just hoping <laughs> yeah. he would come back. Yeah. So the next matchup was the colour of the battle, span all the colours. That's that's more correct. I'll take that one. Um, and, I mean, blue's my favourite colour. So I didn't want them to win, but it was always going to win. It's a better colour. Blue's won this one 53 to 26, eight tries to four. Look, they, they were just too good. Um, it was good to see uh, uh, James O'Connor back. Yeah, Paisami back, but they didn't have enough of an influence to get the the win in this one. Just that blues um forward pack is just extremely dominant, a really, really solid side. Yeah, it doesn't help help <clears throat> when you
0: lose paisami after 28 minutes yep. or something like that. I think he came off with his shoulder injury as well. So yep. yeah, yeah, pretty disappointing from the Reds, but I think they they at least showed some fight, which I thought was good. Campbell got a double as well. Yep. Uh drop Campbell, but um yeah, it's just class above the blues for sure. Yep. Waratahs versus the Hurricanes. Mm. Now I went out to this game. You were you were going to, but you ended up going to your club footy round instead. Twenty-five year anniversary, mate. It was <laughs> yeah, deal. yeah, I get it. It's nothing. Um, you know, you don't have a big birthday when you turn twenty-five, so why should your club celebrate? That's what I don't get. They would have gone mental for their twenty. We get birthday. it. We get it, mate. You went to your first game this year. We get it. <laughs> yep. Waratahs. It's the first we're going to have another winning. Waratahs were up. 15 nil at half time and the eleven thousand plus crowd were going mental. It was an awesome atmosphere. Uh you had to wait two hours for a beer, so no one was drinking beers, but it was it was just a great festival atmosphere. Tiger didn't and-
1: sneak a beer in this time.
0: He did, actually, and I I had two of those (laughs) as well. So he's not got a fair few in, which is fantastic. Um, But, look, we we commented on the pod last week and at halftime as well. We're saying the only way the Tars win this game is if they win the physical battle, and they did. They dominated in the first half. And then even at halftime, I said, I'm not going to celebrate yet. Uh, Artie Sevilla's in this side. You just watch him come back. And obviously there was a big turning point when Owen Franks and Tavita Mafalero came on after 34 minutes and all of a sudden it went from the dart to Tars getting a penalty at every scrum. We brought two. I think we gave up three or four penalties against us in the second half.
1: You're talking about the bench impact from the props. We brought on Paddy Ryan.
0: Yeah, speaking of impact, four penalties, and knock-on, and a red card. Uh, I, You know, it was downgraded to a yellow and a warning, but um, I, in the end, it actually made no difference, other than for his fantasy manager, surely no one played him. But uh, I think he went off in the 73rd minute or something, so either way, he was gone yeah. for the rest of the game, and it was pretty telling, to be honest. But look, Artie, it was the Artie show, wasn't it? So Owen Franks, for me, I think he went close to man of the match, but Artie Sevilla, just the way he just dominates contact and just threw the game back for them and they took it out 18 to 22 so very good win for the hurricanes and a really good game to watch as well so can't yep. wait to go out for the last home game of the year
1: that one was really
0: influential uh
1: for the lo- for the table as was this one the rebels taking on the chiefs the rebels bounced back from a shellacking the week before to go down 30 to 33 in this one we just we didn't really expect this from the rebels. They they had a really good showing throughout this match. They had the game on the line. They they chose to take a three rather than maybe with with a man down, the Chiefs, at that point?
0: Mm,
1: no. No. <clears throat> no, sorry, they they got a penalty. They ended up taking the kick rather than, you know, trying to bleed out some time. I, I'm okay with it. They they backed their defence. It didn't pay off in, in, on this occasion, but the game was there to be won for them, which was a brilliant thing that we did not expect to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to back your defence, <laughs> don't put Lucas Ripley in a team. I think I said that last week, but it wasn't him. It, it wasn't, wasn't him that started up, so maybe I'm just being a bit harsh. Yeah. Josh Cannon, it was probably the poorest defence. It was was The poorest attempt to tackle of the entire weekend. It wasn't an
1: attempted tackle.
0: Actually, I genuinely am not sure. He might have just kind of like fallen over. I think he glitched. And like
1: he, in real life, just everyone, he's a non playable character and there's something wrong with him. Ollie Norris has
0: never scored a try before yeah. and he stepped through contact and ran over to score the match winning try. I reckon he was the most shocked player there. Like, yeah. what just happened, Josh Cannon? You uh, unfortunate person. We shouldn't be too harsh because he's a much better rugby player than us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, very, very disappointing for the Rebels. Yep. Yeah. Uh, look, that's that's the week's results. Um, let's <clears throat> kick on to the fantasy stats, and mate, I know you want to talk about this one. I do, mate. Taveta Vanarai, ninety-nine
1: points for the fantasy man of the round. He had a try, he had fourteen carries, one hundred nine meters, fourteen tackle busts, two two line breaks, uh, three offloads. Pretty sure he had a try assist in there as well, potentially. He, I, I
0: thought so, but I, I checked it and then it didn't pop up. So, no, okay. he must not.
1: But, man, he
0: was good. Literally, just look at him two weeks ago, his stats, and add two onto
1: everything. That's what it was, like a couple more metres, couple more carries, a you know, couple more tackle busts. He is just getting better and better, and he is an excitement machine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, that's his second week as a fantasy man of the week in, in three weeks. weeks second <laughs> yeah. time, so Insane. Notables, are Adi Zavier on 73 points. I'm sure he scored all 73 in the second half, so let's yeah. call it 146 if mm-hmm. he plays a whole game like that. Samasani Takeyaho had a great game at 72 points. Calavetti, Revovo, 67 points. And Tommy Wright, 66 points. I think he's top scorer of the year as well.
1: Yep, that's good. The super sub, Bryce Heem. We've seen him do it before. Um, he came on and scored 58 points. Did come on pretty early, 70 minutes, but still super sub
0: material. Yeah, that's right. Obviously came on for the injured Rico Ioane, but scored a double, I think, himself. I had him sitting on my bench and I sacked him as well as I race Amoni and I was just watching all the tries. So leaving <laughs> my team good. spewing, absolutely spewing, yeah. but I did get the win regardless because he <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it's bad. Um, Captain Mud award, Richard Kagi? Kahui. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, same same. Uh this is tough, actually, because I think that okay. I'll, I'll give it out first. So Richard Kahui minus minus ten points, and then a, not- a notable mention, uh, dishonorable mention to Falletta to with minus five points. Now Richard Kahui got a red card, but it's been downgraded to yellow as well. So technically, I think that we should Matt, review his score. He should be on zero. I, I, that's, I don't matter. that's brutal for Honestly, Captain Mud. For a Captain Mudd, mate, that's otherwise that's just the referee. I don't, I don't really care. Too bad. Don't get carded. All right. Well, that's, Look, I mean that's we don't tough. we don't go
1: back and go. Oh, you know what? It wasn't a forward pass. Let's give you those points. So, no, too bad. You P- suck, mate. Personally,
0: Josh Cannon's my captain. Carpooey, mate. mate. It's carpooey <laughs> this week. <laughs> all right. I do love him, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. he's, he's, he's a rig. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. On to the main course or for uh, previewing round 14. So, we go to the Friday game first. You've got Crusaders versus <clears at> the <first throat> of Fijian and Drua. Uh, you got a few new injuries for the Crusaders. You've got Cody Taylor out with a rib injury, and I think he'll miss the last two games of the season before the finals. Should be back for finals. And George Bowers on his AB's rest week as well. For the Andrua Te Ahawaru Thurikin, the better is uh, is injured. I think he he took. got a casino. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right. Read from the type, tar- the, 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 the teleprompter. Always read from the teleprompter. His casino has cut him out for one week. Did he ride that after his casino? <laughs> he probably did. Yeah. Um, returning, there was a lot of guys that were going to be available for this one. You got Oli Jager coming back on the bench. Zach Gallagher gets a run in the second mm-hmm. row. You got Mitch Drummond coming back on the bench as well. And Dominic Gardner as well as the last one who, uh, back from COVID and straight back onto the bench as well. So all those players that had missed a couple of weeks in the 23 at least. Yeah, nice. Um, in terms of
1: this matchup, so we've got two new props. Or uh, Did Newell play yeah. last week? Sorry. So we've got Brewers and Newell as our two props. Ricky Jackson coming in between them in their rake position. Gallagher and Whitelock in the locks. Scotty Barrett, the captain moving into number six. I don't think it will work, but they are the Crusaders and the versus the Druah, so I'm sure they'll be all right.
0: I feel like this is just them. you got just around at the forwards, you've got Tom Christie and Ethan Blackadder at seven and eight. But I, I feel like this is just their way of saying, hey, all blacks, don't forget, like, you can play six if you need him to. He they're can't. playing the Fijian and Drua so they can get away with it. But, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. He can't. In case you play, like, Georgia or something. he yeah. can do yeah. it. Yeah. Not even Sorry, not Georgia. I, honestly, I prefer <laughs> Tupabai. Yeah. It's
1: fine.
0: <laughs> um, in the backs you got Bryn Hall, partner partnering Fergus Burke. So Richie Mo, after the five games he's played this year, needs a mm. break, apparently. So not a fan of that. Jack Goodhue and Braden Enor in the centers. So David Avili slides out of the pack there again. They've got their two barnstorming wingers, Alistair Fanganuku and
1: Sever Reese with Chef Fihaki at fullback, meaning George Bridge moves to the bench. Not far enough for me, should be out of the 23.
0: Yeah, and also worth mentioning Shiloh Klein uh, back from his red card as well. So I, I thought they were going to start him, to be honest, considering yep. that Ricky Jackson was mm-hmm. a great inclusion to the side as injury cover, but not to be Sh- Shiloh Klein. Sorry, I think he uh, he goes to the bench instead. And uh, Simon Hickey gets another run off the bench. So I think that will be his second or his third run of the year. On the flip side, on the Andrua, you've got uh, Yulu- Yuluya La coming back in at loose head prop. Um, I think uh, Ratu Ratui Salia didn't play last night, wasn't it? Rarasia? Yeah,
1: I think last it was week.
0: And then Joseba <clears throat> Tamani at six, Nangusa back to eight, and Dolokotta gets another run at seven, which means the White Shark and last week's captain, Duran Alangi, is not in the side. In the Haas, you have got Penny Matawalu and Caleb Munts. We've also got then
1: Tetitella shifting out to 12 to partner Ravalval. You're not happy about that?
0: No, I, I mean, I just don't understand why. They did it earlier in the season, the opposite, when Keller yeah. played 10 and Munz played 12, and it didn't work. It was horrible. I actually don't mind Munz getting a run at 10. I think it's good. I think he's a good player yeah. and, and deserves the time. But I just don't understand. Votta again, another he must, one of those players, He's got to be injured. I just don't think he is. I, I don't understand how you can't put Votta in your side. Well, I, the, the outside backs, <clears> up, let's finish it off, uh, Humbosi, uh, Rabutamada, and Talinga. Um, so there, there's at least some the, some quality there and a little bit yeah. of consistency there as well. But Iliasa. That is what is his first name? Iliasa. Yeah. Uh
1: Dro-Sessi, Dro-Sessi.
0: Now I'm um,
1: myself. yeah, same. Uh but, yeah, he's coming in the ex-Reds player. Yeah, that's right. Um, that decided he was never going to return to Queensland. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> Quality. I, I'm looking forward to him playing in this oh, team. I yeah, actually it's... think he'll be really good. Yeah. But um, I know that... I that's, um... wrong. I think it's Ilias out. Yeah, I think it is as well. It's just but... written wrong. Probably. Yeah. Um... I know that Mick Byrne had said he wants to pick basically the same team, but he would wait and see what the injury assessment looked like on Wednesday or Tuesday, I think he was referring to in the article. <clears throat> so there must have been injuries, I agree, because it's such a different team. I just don't understand, but we don't get a lot of detail out of them, sadly, which is which is frustrating. Look, this is going to be a
1: well, I'm not going to say it's a big one for the Crusaders, but it's an important one still. They're gunning for the a top two finish. So they're going to need to take a bonus point out of this one. Um, even points with the Brumbies, so yeah, they they need to get their leg up somehow. So they need a bonus point here. Yeah,
0: exactly right. I I think you're right, and despite that, they it hasn't stopped them from rotating. I th- I thought they might go a little bit harder <clears> in this game, but um, they've they've had a good crack. So I think they must be pretty confident that the Blues are going to get it done over the Brumbies. In which case, they don't have much to worry about, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess a little bit ballsy from them. And I, you know, I was I was looking at this game and thinking, where's it going to be won and lost? Well, I think it's pretty easy. I think when the Crusaders decide that they want to throw the ball around and really back themselves, then only the best forward dominant sides are able to kind of slow the ball down enough to stop them. And I don't think that's the end at all. I think they're going to struggle there. They have the second worst for and against in the competition at a minus 198. Wowza. The only team worse is Moana Pacifica at minus 225. So honestly, I'm expecting a, a game a little bit more like when the Crusaders played Western force and the rebels, I think it was both of them that they just blew them off the park. You know, obviously the rebels stuck with them because there was a few handling errors, but this this could be a big score, um, but I,
1: I think this could be a great fantasy matchup. You know, it, both these sure. teams are going to be throwing the ball around and having a crack, and uh, Ndrua can you know can break a side apart and, and in moments and yeah. capitalize on errors. And there's a lot of changes in this Crusader <laughs> side. There will be errors. We've seen it from them against the Tars, and when they've made a lot of changes. But I, I can't see Ndrua getting a win here. But there's definitely some points on the board for them. Much tip the Crusaders to win by a fair amount, I'm going to say by 23. That's, that's I have
0: absolutely no idea. <laughs> I've already put, put mine in, so I'll see if you convince me that's going to be worse. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I went Crusaders by 25. I'm actually not confident that they're going to get – I think they might get it done by more than that, to be honest with you. I might blow that up to 30. No, um, you put it in. No, nah, it's done. <laughs> and, look, my my player for the week, I'm not going to go past Lester Fangrenuku. He's, he's the man. Another three tries for him. Call it 100 points, maybe 90. I'll tone it down a bit. 90 points for him.
1: Yeah, that's very fair.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just going to throw somewhere random at this. I don't know where. Um, I don't want to go Fergus Burke. Look, I'm just going to say <laughs> I'm bossy. I just want to see him get involved as the well. Man. The boss, the bossmeister um, running up against... Severis,
0: I think it is. Uh, yes, who can be the better Fijian winner? It's oh, juicy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. On that, let's push to Reds versus Moana Pacifica from one Pacific side to another. New injuries on this one. Albert Anne, who is the latest <laughs> front row from the uh, from the Reds to get injured. He's ruptured his tricep. He's just had it operated on, which is just such a rare injury. I don't know how they're doing this. Hunter Paisami. Something is seriously wrong in the water in Queensland. And Hunter Paisami last week, we mentioned he injured his shoulder, injured his AC joint. He won't be there this week. So they're giving him the time to recover after he's had a bit of a relapse flare up as well. Coming back this week, you've got Harry Wilson and Fraser McWright in the back row. Uh, Wilson from his concussion mm. Fraser McWright from the flu. And Richie Asiata also missed last week with the flu. He's back, um, but to the bench, which surprised me a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, Matty Fassler, I think he's, he's shown, you know, some promise when he's had his opportunities. So it'll be interesting to see him get a start. We've also got Harry Hooper um, and Afeo Foto Waker rounding out that front row. No changes in the second row, Ryan Smith and Angus Blath. Yeah, but it is worth
0: so mentioning that Lukan Salakaya Lotto is Who? not in the 23. Mate, he's made up his mind. He's leaving the boys. I'm sacking him this week. He's out of my team. Mate, I don't know why he's held him for so long. Because he is, was my first lock. Mate, pick. I picked him over Matt Phillips. He is old news. It's now Sarah Uru. He, Here he is the name. old Seru Uru. Oh, oh, I'm picking up Sarah Uru. <laughs> yeah. Fraser McWright,
1: Harry Wilson ran out of that back row. Tady McDermott, James O'Connor. We've got no changes to the outside backs. No changes. No, we had Paisami last week. So yeah, Hamish, right. Stewart and Fluke in there. That
0: yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, on the bench, uh, mm. I guess the only thing is Angus Scott Young drops out of the southern side back to the bench as well. And Dungunu is still on the bench. I think he didn't get a chance on the bench last week. Fair enough. Back into the side. For Moana Pacifica, again, not too many changes. I think Sam Slade's starting again. So it's been a while since we've seen that bleached <coughs> hair. I'm sure they must have, uh, he must have finally edited all the video footage from the first game that he's played for his YouTube channel, which I'd recommend (laughs) going to watch. But uh, let's say that that, that's why he's back into the side. Um, I thought uh, Tupulotto and Fanaki, they were were good last week. I actually thought there was uh, some great work from them. Tamatini is starting at nine this week for Erianari, um, probably keeping in mind that they have a game on Tuesday after this as well. Christian Lealefano, he was out ill last week, so starting again at 10. And then I'll let you round out the backs. Uh, we've got Timothy
1: Nawai on one wing with Tamosi Alosio on the other wing with William Havili at fullback. In the centres, we've got Danny Tawala going at it again at the 12 jersey with Solomon at 13, getting a chance to to start in that jersey again, meaning we've got Henry Tafu on the bench mm. and your mate, uh, who i thinking of?
0: Amua. Um, um, uh, yeah. Uh, Amua. Am outside of the squad. Again, just spewing, I guess, this is, this is the issue that they've got four good centre, so you just know they're going to play two and two for these two games. I, I really like Danny Tolala. I've preferred him
1: wider than the 12 channel, I, I think, for me. I, I don't think he has been as good in the 12 channel as when he's had his chance at fullback or you know, out,
0: out wide. Fullback, yeah, he'll be in crackdown. LSEO, I think uh, that's his first game in a long time as well because yeah, I think the, the other wing spots have been pretty much locked down yeah, I, th- I think um, Fangio Nuku just hasn't really shown his potential in the last few weeks, and-, and that's why he's, you know, out of the squad as well. Yep, yep. That makes sense to me. Um, look, I, th- I think I-, I was looking at uh, what's at stake here for the Reds because that's probably the big talking point for them. I don't really think it matters that much how they go in this game. I know they're <clears> going to be desperate for a win.
1: And but as
0: far as they're concerned, they're seventh, and if they win this, they're definitely seventh. So they're, they're on 31 points. Yep. The Highlanders are in eighth on 22 points, nine points behind them, and the Rebels are on 16 points. So they can't drop out of the eight. The only thing is if they can get two bonus points out of the next two weeks, then I don't think the Highlanders can catch them. And I think the Waratahs are going to make sure that there's not five points to the Highlanders, I'd like to think, this week. I'm not going to say they won't make it four, but I don't think it'll be five. But they've got the Rebels the following week. So there's five.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the Reds have the Crusaders. So this is is one where the, the Reds need to take five
0: points doesn't matter that much if they come 7th or 8th, mate. You're going to play the Blues or the Crusaders, probably. Yeah, they're both unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it matters, mate. I don't think it matters at all. Yeah, but just for a bit of pride, right? We've... I, I guess the only other argument would be, if you look at the table, um, how many points are the Waratahs on? Because... How hard would it be for them to jump the Waratahs? Because I think the, the Waratahs have got some pretty hard games left.
1: Uh, they're two points behind the Tars on 33 points. And, yes, the Tars have a tough game this one and and next week, but the Highlanders and the Blues without
0: Parisi. Yeah, okay. So I guess the argument <clears> is they can jump out of the seventh place up to sixth. I mean, they're not versing the Brumbies. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'd rather vest the Brumbies than the other two sides. So maybe there is a bit more on there. Um, other than that, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? I think the the biggest team, <clears throat> the way that the teams have been smoking the Reds in the last few weeks is because they've been dominating their set piece. We've mentioned the weaknesses in the past of the second row and the lineout that they've had through the entire season, and then obviously since losing Tong and Thor, who is you know appropriately in our background because he's <laughs> such a weapon, um, they they've lost their scrum power as well, and I, I just. I think it's probably the biggest weakness mm. of the Moana Pacifica team, despite Sakopi Kepu's influence there, and I think that their inability to take advantage of that—I think that's probably going to be the reason that they can't stick with it. Yeah, look,
1: I think set piece in general is maybe a bit of a worry for them in this one. Um, they just seem to get so many points scored against them off the driving <coughs> laws and lineouts, and yeah. you can basically write down the hooker for the opposition for a try or two, you know, every single week. So many Fasler. You know, yeah. write him down. You're picking him up? I no. think it's Faisler, by the way. I think it's Faisler. He it doesn't deserve bit it. Of, bit of pride.
0: Uh. <laughs> Look, uh, the other thing I had on the set piece is Abraham Pole, or Pole, is still into in is still the starting prop for them. He was the, the COVID clause player for the Crusaders when they played Moana Pacifica mm. and the Chiefs. He came off the bench for them. So all of a sudden, he's not only been picked up by Moana Pacifica, but he's their starting prop, and that really worries me. Yeah, like that is surely that's a red flag. Well, he's he's, he's like done the ninety, okay, 90- hasn't he? Other than on fantasy, sure, mate. Yeah, other than losing every set piece. Yeah, that's right, and I think that's probably his main role. Um, <laughs> and look, how do Moana Pacifica win this? I feel like it's a pretty easy answer. Just give it to Tabatavanawa. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I have. And I mean, you can give the ball to Qatar
1: once or twice but only so that they think the board's not going to Tabatabanawai mm. next.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's the plan. So I, I don't know. I think that there's obviously a lot of firepower, as you <clears> said, <throat> between Qatar, Tawala, Tabatabanawai as well. But uh, they're going to really have to break this Reds defence open, which I think is probably going to be relatively challenging considering i have now got a pretty settled back line. Um, I, I think the Reds are going to get this one done. So do I. think I. they're going to get it done <clears throat> relatively comfortably. Oh. I'm going to go Reds by 12 points. I'm thinking Reds by 15. I'll pip you there more than a couple of tries. like it. Um, And I'm going to pick Tava Tavanawe, my (laughs) top scorer. Ridiculous and very fair. (laughs)
1: Um, I am going to pick the man against him, Suliasi Vunavalu, who came good last week. Get the ball to him some more. That's ballsy, mate. It is ballsy,
0: but he he can do it, and he showed some hope. (laughs) Touch and fire in the belly last week. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, let's push on then to the next game. Let's go to Saturday. Chiefs versus the Western Force. Um, in this one, we don't have a Chiefs lineup yet, but we do know that Atene and Saturo was pulled yep. late last week. They didn't say what it was. Nothing's been published on that yet, which is a bit frustrating. On the force side, I think they had three concussions to Oli Callan, Bailey Kunzel, and Brynard Stunder. And also, we think Andrew Reddy came off with an injury, but that's not confirmed. And then, obviously, Richard Kahui had his red card, but confirmed now uh, in the last 24 downgraded. hours that he's yeah just been given a warning and he's been allowed to play. So he'll take his place on the bench. Um, and then the other one that we're expecting to return from the Chiefs, the obvious one, is Alex Nangeville, who was rested last week as well.
1: <clears throat> yes, thank you. He's <laughs> on my side, so that'll be good to see him back. Um, look, I, I think narrower.
0: Um, Get to a, a shout here at fullback or wing. Surely, I mean, he's... You're, you're jumping, you're jumping the gun here, mate. Let's if we're going to do the Chiefs side, let's let's talk about the most obvious point here. The Chiefs side is struggling with COVID. They have at least eight to nine players that have COVID. And I went back and looked and they said, look, it's largely the players that didn't get it the first time around for whatever reason. So when they played in round five, they played Moana Pacific in a delayed game, and that midweek game, and they were heavily affected by COVID then. There were 17 players at least that had it there. So I went through and I looked at those games and saw who was actually still playing in those weeks, which means they probably didn't get COVID. Um, the players that I'm worried about: Ollie Norris in the front row, Brodie Retallick on his comeback, Tupoei who was due well, to come back. I saw an article saying that they think Retallick's back this week, unless he has COVID. Well, I'll just they haven't. They haven't said which players haven't, mate. So good luck, good yeah. luck, calling that Josh Lord as well. So three second rowers there that didn't get it last time. Peter Gustsova, Cooler in the back row, and then your you main halves: Brad Weber, Gatland, and Ioane, All didn't get it last time. Mm. They all played. Quintapaya, Nangeville, both centres, and then outside backs, all of narrower Trask, and Chase Teatia as well. So there's a lot of question marks, but if there's eight or nine players, I think I've just listed probably 12, and it would surprise me if there weren't at least half of those guys that are missing.
1: Yeah, probably a fair assessment, other than if it's just kit players we don't care about. Hopefully it's just players we don't care about. <laughs>
0: yeah. Actually, no, we're going to the Western Force. Yeah, but I want my fantasy players still play. Okay, yeah, sure. Just sure. they can lose. I don't have any of them, man. I don't have Chiefs players. So put put at...
1: narrower on and put Pettigast on, and I just don't care about those. Okay, no Maybe problem. some locks. That's fine. That's
0: yeah. fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, Negavel. <laughs> sorry, put Negavel on too. Beyond that, I, in my original question for this team was now where they're at, they're kind of fifth or fourth, depending on how the season goes. I think they're second <clears> fourth, <throat> fourth at the moment. Do they just go for it from here? like, yep. or, do, or do they still try and rest two players? I think they need to grow a lot more to be a real – Finals uh, challenger, so I don't think they can really afford to rotate. I think they just need to try and get their best players together, playing as well as possible before finals.
1: They've got the force next week. They got the Andrua. You can't rest players. You've really got to come in with some momentum into these finals. I think that ship has sailed for me. And you want at least a couple of weeks of, I mean, despite you know your COVID players missing, but as best the team you can put on the paddock, building that cohesion for those couple of weeks and confidence in each other.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Hopefully we see uh, Retalick back. Hopefully we see Tipo Vahey back from his All Blacks rest week as well. Mm. Um, and look, I just can't believe we didn't say it before. Sam Kane, how bad's he been? <laughs> <laughs> oh, rough. He's definitely... Yeah, they struck last week. He's roughly top three. <laughs> um, we were watching the game. Do you remember watching the game and both of us messaged each other going... <laughs> Have You seen Sam Kane in this game? This is like 75 minutes. Oh, in. we saw him because <laughs> <laughs> he knocked the ball on. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Look, I, I appreciate that he's a good player, but I'm sorry when you've got the competition he has in the sevens jer- seven jersey, you have to do more than just make tackles. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll push and hit on rucks, and hit rocks. We'll push on. Um, and if we go into the across, Western Force, yeah, into the Western Force. So, I mean, they're just the sevens are dropping like flies, they've got no Koteca. Callan, who had a brilliant half last week. Um, we're saying Stunder is out as well. So their back row shapes up with Fergus Lee Warner, Tim Anstey shifting into the seven jersey. He is the most agile mobile of their remaining back rowers. And we've got Jackson Pugh, who is a lock come back rower, who's filling in at that number eight as well. So basically they've got three locks in their back row. Yeah, he's
0: 194 tall, 100 kilos, only 22 years old. So he's a big unit. Fergus Lee, lock. Anthony, Lock. View lock. They've yeah. got five and locks. So not a
1: lock, though. He's been playing lock. He's they've got not. five. Their line out should be
0: brilliant. This I, mean, just I would end, just take every through, line can out. Throw it straight. Maybe that's I why that I've dropped, dropped Andrew ready because he, he can't. Also because he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's brutal. Um, the other ones that we've got there, you know, we, we mentioned Bailey Kondol uh, out with concussion at the moment as well. <clears> so they've moved Rishan Pasatoa to twelve. Yep. Starting Jake McIntyre, Ian Pryor still stays at nine with finds. The Lelewasa obviously still injured. Do you know what this
1: says to me? We're going to kick heaps because we've got five locks on the field. <laughs> <laughs> we've got two tens on. We're going to kick for the corners and we're going to back our line out as much to as we can. 10. Yeah. We've got we've got five locks, <laughs> three tens. The game plan is spelled out. Drake's no,
0: strong <laughs> probably yeah.
1: They've got no Elliott, so they, yeah. they don't want to give it to the wing. They yeah. just want to kick it to the corner
0: yeah, and win right. the line out. It is their entire game plan this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. <laughs> Tony Pulu on one wing, so he's back from his. I think he had an, a hammy injury, and yeah. then uh, Byron Ralston on the other wing again gets another start. Um, I don't know what else to say other than what you have said. I feel like I had so much thought about this, but you've just nailed it. Will Stanky <laughs> as well. I, I believe that'll be his debut when he gets on the the reserve. Lucy it's familiar. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can look it up. I feel like it's definitely going to be his first game. I'm, up I'm sure. I'm sure we've got him Will Stanky before. Like the only thing I don't understand in this game is. Richard Kahui is a weapon. Yeah. Why would you move Rishan Pasatoa out to 12 and start Jake McIntyre rather than give Pasatoa another run at 10 okay. and put, and put uh, Kahui to 12? It just makes no sense to me. Why but, Why disrupt your back one more? The, maybe the only thing is thinking
1: for the future that there's more chance that Rishan Pasatoa is playing in the centres at some point than there is um, Richard Kahui continuing to play into his 50s.
0: I feel like Rishan Pastel is their only 10 next year. Potentially. Bailey Kunz is the only what other I mean, one. And he's the, 12, the mate. The, the so main point The only was, reason he's moving there is Bailey Coons. Well, unless is the that's what was
1: well, he's the 10 as well. But Kahui um, um, is isn't making space for old, 10 years. old, man. man. Yeah, it's
0: making space it's for the other 10s. All right. So, but anyway, he's old. Yeah, but he's still a weapon. He mate. is, but I, I honestly thought we we're gonna see Grayson Makara uh yep. get a get a run in the centers there. So that's disappointing because I think he's a Western Force product as well, right? Yep, so yes uh, would have been good to see him get a little <clears throat> bit of game time, but really I, I thought the only way this game goes, if you look at the Chiefs games, if they verse a really dominant forward pack, they can really slow the ball down. It really takes the tempo out of their game, the fluidity out of their game, and they start to make errors and you can really pressure them and upset them. If you can't do that, they're probably going to wipe the floor with you. Um, this forward pack for uh, for the Force it's their, fr- this, their top choice front row with Robertson, Katu and Medrano. Their locks I like with McCauley, Rodder as well, and we talked about their back rows as well. I think I think it's a big physical side. I think it's got the the potential to challenge them they don't they don't have a you know out and
1: out kind of you know seven and and disruptor of the ruck in niggly little ways like you'd, you'd expect your seven to do so it'll be physical and they're going to be hitting the rucks hard whether they can just keep throwing these bodies into it or match they've got two back two locks on the bench with thrush and Sankey. sankey's apparently a lock so now who knows what they're going to do. Maybe they'll put them both at props and they have seven on. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mate. That's what's happening. Yeah. It's just going to be a full lock line out. On, on the tip, what are you thinking?
0: Uh,
1: like, I'd love to say the force, but I don't think they'll do it. I it's in New Zealand. It is in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say that they'll put up a good fight, but
0: the Chiefs will probably win this one by 12. I've gone Chiefs by 20. Wellza. And I yeah. think I might lowball that, <clears> to be honest. I could see this one blowing out. I'm, I'm being respectful to the force right yeah, okay. turn, no, no, turn that's cool man I, I like it i I do probably, like it probably not fair um who's your man oh we've only got it? we've only got one lineup we don't even know who's playing for the chiefs this so week, just so. take a stab man i'm gonna go well clearly i'm gonna have a stab at the chiefs player. that's the that's the hard one to pick uh mate Narawa is made of steel that
1: guy does not have covid and he is just gonna carve this one
0: yeah, I'm going to go for uh, Nankivell, man. He's been away from the team while the other team were he touring. So having that <clears> distance. Yeah, but he's come back into the squad and now everyone's got COVID. He's brought COVID into the squad. Yeah, well, then he's the only guy that's already had his time out. He's back. He's ready. He's sad he's no, He only yet. just got it. <laughs> he's brought it into the squad when he's met up with them. That's why they're all sick. I don't know. I'm I'm going Nankivell. I think he's going to have a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's fair. He's going to run over uh, and Pasatoa.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Moving on, moving right along. The Hurricanes versus the Rebels on Saturday afternoon, Saturday mm-hmm. night. Geordie um, Barrett is concussed. So, uh, but he's playing 12. He's back, yeah, and he's playing. I thought they had that up to a 10-day protocol for them. No, I don't, I don't think so. Are you saying that they have to sit out a week? I thought that they pushed it, yeah. I thought that New Zealand rugby extended that. I don't think so. Okay, must have read that wrong. Um, you do have Ruben Love. Are Shoot Shield stuff? No, because uh, that's not New Zealand. Uh, Ruben Love coming back from his groin injury finally. He's named it fullback. You then also have Matty Tamua finally back from his concussion, which is fantastic news, yep. and he'll be sliding in at 12, which I'm sure we'll get to in a second. The only one that I was really disappointed with in this game was no Trevor Hosea still.
1: Yeah, he was meant to be around
0: 12 or 13. This is now around 14, so the whole season's gone. Yep, it's gone. Kiss him goodbye. He's got one week after this. Why would they bring him back for one week? I just don't feel like that's responsible. You may as well give him the extra weeks and let him go back via club footy. Give him the extra week. Truly. Or or, or let him go back to club footy. Why would you put someone into that kind of level of football if 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 he's he's coming back from a fractured foot, which is so load dependent? Why play one week? I mean,
1: they have given him the extra time. If they've just gone, you've worked so hard, let's get the man on the
0: paddock. Uh,
1: That's that's hard not to play a single match for an entire year. I just think when you're mate, a wallaby, was gonna be good, good
0: man. I feel like if he's gonna be good, he'd be good. They've extended it back already, anyway. Mm. We'll say that, we'll, we'll talk about that next week when he's not picked. Um, I right, look, there, the, we have the lineups for this one, so we can say that Taveta Mafaleo and Dane Coles are getting a start after the uh, the upset that was last week's scrum, but Owen Frank still stays in the bench. I suspect that's just because. They they don't want to finish the game with a weak scrum, and if Lomax is going all right, then they can buy their time and and put him on when they want. But um, Owen Franks maybe not yet the eighty minute player as well. So it uh, not yet, not yet. He will, be, mate. He's Owen Franks. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? He, mate? I mean, he's a weapon, he's mate. He's so won two World Cups, hasn't he? Yeah. When's he going to become an eighty minute player? Oh, like four weeks back from injury, rather than two. Nah. Puri Ricketti Stones back into the side, <clears throat> which means Xavier Z- Namia is just completely gone from the 23. I'm more yep. on the bench there. You've got James Blackwell joined by Isaiah Walker, Warets rotating back into the side. Scotty Scrafton back from injury as well. So good to see him back in the side. Then Blake Gibson back in, starting with Duplessis Karifi, fresh off giving the Aussies the finger in their win. And TK Howden changes from six to eight with Artie Sevilla being. Rested, Caleb Delaney on the bench.
1: TJ Perinara coming straight back into that starting jersey, meaning where, <laughs> no surprises, Jamie Booth going back to the bench. Aidan Morgan staying at that number 10 jersey. Geordie Barrett, this time in 12, partnering with Billy Proctor. As the outside centre, no Sullivan, which Harry was saying is their clear out and out 13. Clearly not, Harry. I just wanted to make sure everyone knows you're wrong. Rayasi and Savia starting on both the wings. And as you touched on, Ruben Love at fullback.
0: I love how you say that. But quarter, come quarterfinal times, you watch Bayle, Bayle and Sullivan and the 13 jersey. So the big one here for me is obviously number one, Aidan Morgan is quite clearly now their first choice 10, despite yeah. it being his first year of super rugby and deservedly so. I think he's been really good. Um, number two, the longer that Geordie Barrett goes on in this <clears> 12 <throat> jersey, that this experiment goes on, the more to me it means the All Blacks are saying we want him to try and play 12. Or they're saying Will Jordan is our fullback. Well, that, yeah, 100%. That's one of the motivators to why yeah. I think he's the 12. If they go, how do we get our best players in the park? Well, Geordie Barrett can play outside of his brother, 10-12. There's your... There's your uh, cohesion. He's a giant, you know, he can throw an offload. You keep <clears> the best <throat> kicker of the ball in the game on the side for them. And Will Jordan, you just can't you can't put him at win. Yeah. He's too good. Yeah, I, I I, don't mind that as an all blacks lineup. But you could also go, we could have the Blues 10,
1: 12, 13, and Jordy Barrett can cover 12 now, 15. You can chuck him in at 10.
0: Well, I think that's an option as well, but I, I think um, they're probably not there yet with the experience of that 10, 12, 13, I I'd be throwing him on the wing, mate. You can
1: cover wing as well, and Jordy. Um. Well, no, Will Jordan should be oh, yeah.
0: fullback, and Jordy Barrett to the wing, yeah, mate, Will, Will Jordan it, deserves yeah. fullback. Yeah, I don't know it's it's a, it's a hard one, but obviously that's not what this game's about. <clears> so we shouldn't get too distracted by that. But yeah, I, I just think it just shows that 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 must be why. Like, I can't imagine that this is the hurricane saying that when they have Peter amonger Jensen, they have uh, Billy Proctor, and they have. Um, I haven't paid much attention to Sullivan as <laughs> yeah, well.
1: Yeah. Um, let's jump across into the Rebels. We've got Matt Gibbon, Ualisi, A couple games now, start at, at hooker, and pointing for Almasaili in the front row, who has been really, really solid despite doing a silly little mistake, stupid little push last week. Um, Matty Phillips, partnered this time by Rob Leota, who's had a couple weeks at number eight, but shifts back to lock which he played a little bit earlier in the season. Back row, we've got Michael Wells, Brad Wilkin, and Tamati Uwani coming in, who he showed some real signs of promise early on um, throughout this season. So it's good to see him have another crack in that number eight jersey. Real physical, hard body player. You've got Richard Hardwick on the bench to be a finishing pilferer. That's the role they're trying to create for him. Um, and not much else changes. Josh Cannon, surprisingly, still on the bench.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, actually, that's that's what I was going to finish on here. Josh Hill should have been in there instead of Cannon because yep. I thought Hill was pretty good for them. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, Rob Liotta just had his best game of the year and arguably quite possibly his best game of super rugby ever, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. I thought no. he was phenomenal last year. And they moved him back to lock. Makes absolutely no sense to me. And then on top of that, Tomato Ioane, I mean, he hasn't been in the 23, we suspect, because of form and because he wasn't <laughs> He's quite. He's been in and out it. of the 23. For a few weeks, he hasn't been in it. But the point being, when he was so good at the start of the year, he was coming off the bench as that impact player. And then when he got yeah. his start, I don't think he quite had the same yeah. impact. Yeah. So to me, it makes so much more sense to put Rob Liotta back to eight, keep Josh Hill in the second row, and then actually get Tamara Ioana to come off the bench late in the game. And then if you want, you can move Rob Leota at the end of the game back to lock so you don't have to put Kanem on. Doesn't that make more sense? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, I'm glad you agreed with me. In the backs, Tattle, Katagordan, Matt which is what we were just crossing our fingers for because yes. we're not we're not haters of Matt Tamura as much as some. He's been having some pretty shonky form. I'll give him that. But you know, I I kept going back to two years ago when we we're trying to work out who else could be captain when we weren't sold <clears salt throat> on Hoops. I thought that he was the really obvious option. He was
1: he was really close, and then his his dip in form has been where they've gone. You're the ten now. Try to control this back line mm. that's not offering you a lot, and he's pushed things. And I think the
0: 12 outside Carter Gordon is a good thing for both of them. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's definitely their best option, particularly with Ray Nau serving yet another band because then I think he was probably their other really solid 12 option when yeah. he's not knocking heads off. Where the confusion of this comes is yeah. we've got Andrew Kellaway. Again, like this is the selection. I just don't understand what they're doing <clears throat> as a coaching team. But go on. Yeah, Andrew Kellaway playing 13,
1: meaning we've got – Yes, we've got Glenn Vyhu, who's been doing pretty well on the, the left wing, but we've got George Worth on the right wing. So we were talking about this earlier, and, and you rightly said it means they're not. They think that George Worth at wing, meaning the shifting of Wallabies winger into outside centre, is better than leaving Stacey Illy at outside centre and putting Andrew Callaway where he belongs on the wing. Like, it, that's a really odd I'd sort of set up through that. I mean, I can't put my finger on why that why that makes sense. Yeah, the,
0: the only thing I can think is that Andrew Kellaway has been going quite well at outside centre and they don't want to move him. Well, at their moments. Yeah, but, I mean, look, I, I, I guess the big question is... Are we seriously considering Andrew Callaway as an outside centre? Oh, as a real option, he won't be there next
1: year. He's not there as an option for the Wallabies. He's he's a he's a stopgap at the moment. outside centre. So,
0: so Stacey Lee should be there. If that if that's the case, which I think it is as well, I or think that I, it's an brainer I
1: mean, or if you think you need to put someone else in there, put someone else in there. If Stacey Lee can't play this week there. or whatever it is. Yeah, put Hodge there. Yeah, I'm fine with putting Hodge there. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I mean they're not they they refuse to move Hodge but they move Kellaway around. Anyway, uh there's clearly some selection issues there, in our opinion. And uh our correct opinion. Sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um still give us five stars. Um <laughs> then uh what else do we got? R- Lucas Ripley's still on the bench. Uh he did have one good touch on the weekend. He got tackled out and lost the ball. But I just thought the turn of pace that he showed down the wing was impressive. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that I can say more positive things about Man, him. I, I'm, I, I'm turning over new leaf. I pointed that out to you, and you poo-pooed on that. Just, I mean, he just ran. Yes, me. because I, I can still put bill it now if you want, but I'm trying not to. Look, I, he's
1: young, and he just needs game time. Yeah. So I'm, that, I'm fine with him being on the bench and getting some game time. They're, they're, you know, if, if you're very tired in the game, don't bring him on. But they also don't have anyone in the centres. Who are you going here? Who's your tip? Look we'll at the Canes. It's in in New Zealand. I think it's a pretty obvious one. Um, I think so. It could be a walloping, but I I prefer to think the Rebels of last week, not the Rebels of two weeks ago, are going to play. Oh, I just saw yours. and It was literally the exact same as what I was sort of thinking. Yeah, i will change mine. You've dropped it to this, okay. I'm gonna. I'll say. I'll stick with that. Um, it's somewhere in between their last two weeks' performances. The Canes are going to win by
0: eighteen points. Right. And as you said, I did have that. I've dropped it to 16. I'm just looking across this side, and I actually think. It's a it's a solid side and defensively they they really got their their heads in order last week so hopefully that means they can limit the point scoring of the Hurricanes. My worry is in New Zealand it might just blow up a little bit. Well, that's the the big question for me is yes they were better at home last week the week before they lost by you know almost fifty points in New Zealand so which... I had it I had it at eighteen as well. Don't don't make me feel bad about my change. No no, no? I,
1: I I I hope that's the team we see we
0: see that Rebels because they can do it yeah. And uh, who you got for uh, top point scoring here? It's definitely going to be from the Canes. Mate, I can tell you who it is immediately, and it's it's the low hanging fruit. It's Celisie Rayasi running against George Worth.
1: Yeah, it's probably fair. I, I was looking at um, could who's versing George Worth and who's versing Glenn Viejo because Glenn Vahe, I don't think is much of a tackler either. But it doesn't really matter. It's Celisie Rayasi, and I'm looking at the other side. No, you. I went first, mate. You went mate I'm going Celisie Rayasi. I'm going
0: first for once. I already went. Yeah, but you're wrong. You shouldn't go first. So you're gonna copy me. I get it, no problem. <laughs> um we'll move he's on. Fine. We'll move on. You're not picking All right, George player. Worth. I'm going George Worth. To take it out. Have a blinder. Yeah. Prove us all wrong. Yep. Yeah.
1: Make you feel bad. Yeah. against Sevilla. No, he's against Browsing. Yeah, he's
0: in trouble. <laughs> 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 okay, let's let's go on to the Rummies versus the Blues. Um being played Saturday night. Brumbies have, uh, this is incorrect, the Blues injuries. We have Rico Iwane, not the Brumbies. Mm-hmm. He had his hamstring injury, so he won't be there. And Akira Iwane apparently had a flare-up in foot pain on the foot that he's just come back from his injury. Um, so I think he was a list Frank injury, wasn't he? I
1: think so.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's um, obviously oh, he's just not tolerating mm-hmm. the, full, uh, the full game. So you might start find that. He'll be rested this week and maybe play a few less minutes next week as they try to ease him back into finals and make sure that he can tolerate game time. Um, I suspect that's what they'll do. That's what they're kind of touching on as well. Um, but it's more precautionary. I don't think the Brumbies really have any injuries out of last week. So they can kind of put a pretty good side together. But they do have Noah Lolasio <laughs> starting.
1: Yeah, so Lolasio coming back into the start, uh, meaning we've got the full strength back line for the Brumbies. Um, in, interesting to see Tom Hooper stick into the six jersey. He did very, very well for them there. Luke Reimer coming into 7 i I'm really happy to see him have a crack there. Brown's been good in parts throughout the seasons. He's been very good. Mm. Um, but I, I really like what I've seen from Luke Reimer. He's scoring, a, you know, a pilfer or two and a forced penalty. You know, every single match coming off the bench, doesn't matter if he's on the field for 10 minutes. Yep. He's still doing that. number of times a game. So it'll be really interesting to see how he goes with some more minutes.
0: Yeah, and I think it just shows that Tom Hooper's probably going to be the sixth option through until we finally see Rob Bellatini back from his hammy injury as well. So I think that's Looks like it's the the locked-in option for them. They also got Billy Pollard coming in as the reserve hooker this week. Sefo Kautai uh, gets another run off the bench as an impact player as well. Nick Frost stays as the bench option lock for them. I, I thought that maybe he was going to get a rotation back in, but Katerin Neville... I have to force it now, sorry. Caden um, Neville uh, just quite clearly is the first option for them, which maybe explains the you know what the coaches are thinking because he obviously got brought into the wider Wallaby squad as well. So they must like what they see from him.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think he's good in the line out. He seems to be good in the scrum and probably hit some rucks. You know, like it's the stuff you don't necessarily think of or see the flashy stuff. I like think Frost
0: is good at that and the flashy stuff there.
1: Well, I mean, Frost is definitely better than the stuff we see. Yeah. Whether he's actually better at, say, scrum and, and breakdown, sort of the physicality, I'm not convinced, yeah. but he's definitely better, you know, ball in hand. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. So it, more of an impact lock. But I, I want to see him getting more minutes. We're, we're trying to convince him to stay in Australia, unless this is the sign that maybe we can't get him out of his contract. See you later,
0: mate. You can sit to the bench. <laughs> I feel like spiteful I feel like that's definitely not what's going on <laughs> Spiteful, Catch seems, you later mate That seems to be your theory for all of the players that are leaving Last See you, on. See you, you signed mate. a contract yeah, See just, you later He's junk anyway Alright, anyway, let's push on to the Blues side of thing. <clears throat> uh First of all, I think we know Rico's gone So I feel like this is a pretty easy fix Bryce Heim just starts, doesn't
1: he? More than likely Bryce team starts uh, he's, missed,
0: he's missed to fix it Yeah
1: uh, and especially that 13 jersey, they've got Talea as well, who can cover in the centres. but He just um, hasn't been favoured. He, he hasn't been favoured. And I feel he's more of a 12 now anyway rather than a 13. So with Roger to have asked a check in that 12 jersey. I think Heem seems like the right choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an open and shut case. Akiri Ioane not being there. I, I reckon they're probably <clears> going to move uh, Tommy Big Source Robinson into blindside flanker. Six. Yep, Yep. which means obviously then they just need to replace a lock. Um, I'm not sure who comes there. I guess Luke Romano, who hasn't played very many minutes in the last few weeks, he was really good early in the season. So I think he's probably the obvious one. But I think even Sam Darry um, hasn't had much of a run for a while as well. So they do have a few options there.
1: Was Darry out with injury? because. He, he had a couple of weeks um, before being dropped in the last week or two, and, and he had some really good moments for them as well. So that, that lock pairing of James Tucker and Sam Darry is quite a solid lock pairing, big source moving to the back row up. Yes, they definitely lose some impact. Akira's been very good. But, yes, I think that's a pretty solid.
0: Yeah, and, and, I, and I... I'd be surprised if the Blues did anything but give them their strongest team. Like, yep. They can lock in top place. They can put a marker down for the rest of the competition. They can get some <clears throat> bragging rights over the Brumbies <clears throat> and maybe knock their confidence back if the Brumbies have to face them in, let's say, like a semifinal or something like that potentially, or even a grand final. I, I think it's a pretty good opportunity for the Blues to go hard at this game.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think so. They're, they're going to go hard and going to go for the win here. You- you're missing your Ioannis potentially. So, there's a couple guys you can say out of your top team, not by choice. Um, so, if you need a rest one or two next week against the Tars, if you've got it all locked up, you can do that as well. So, I, I think they're going to do pretty much a full strength side. And
0: uh, how do you think this one might go? Or <laughs> where actually... <clears throat> Can the Blues' forward pack stop the Brumbies' forward pack? Because I feel like that's that's where it's going to happen, right? Like the Brumbies' physicality is how they won their games against the other Kiwi sides, and they, they made some uncharacteristic errors and, and really didn't play very well in the first 30 minutes against the Crusaders last week. But after that, I thought it was a really good contest. So if the Brumbies can keep their errors low, I think that's massive for them. I think the rolling ball is a huge weapon, and I'm interested to see if the Blues can actually hold that up uh, I suspect that they can't. Look, this is a very physical, even despite the loss of Akira, a very
1: physical forward pack for the Blues. I think it's been a, a major weapon for them, you know, getting the ball to the outside backs. I, I think it is a strength for them. Mm. Um, the, the Brumbies are lacking a little bit with, you know, the loss of Alatini. Yes, Hooper played well, but he is not the same. Um, missing Brown, Reimer can can maybe step up and fill that role, but just a couple little changes there to that continuity and cohesion that, that they've had. Um, off the back of last week, I, I'd assume the Brumby's gonna bounce back, you know, and, and be a more you know tight-knit unit and, and play to the, the rugby we'd you know come to expect from them recently. So mm-hmm. they're gonna really try to you know put a stamp on this match through their forwards. So I think the Blues can do it, but I'd be still giving the edge to the Brumbies in that forward pack.
0: Yeah, and I look, I'm going to say my player that is most pivotal to the success of the Brumbies in this game is going to be Pete Samu. And the reason I say that is because I think you're right. I think they need to get adlined if they're going to challenge the Blues to get pace to the ball. And if the Blues can dominate the contact area, then the other stuff will kind of come. And I I just think that they're missing such a massive runner with Rob Valentini. I don't think it's Tom Hooper's job necessarily to punch the line like that, although I I know he will try. I think Pete Samo is the experienced head in the front row and he really needs to be an effective ball runner for them this week if they're serious about getting good ball and and scoring enough points themselves.
1: Yeah, I, I think we've seen moments of brilliance from him in the past and then, you know, some quiet times as well, definitely expecting a big game from him. Yeah, this is this is almost mate. Are, are you still worthy of a Wallabies jersey type stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think that's a very good call because at the moment I would say no on the back of this season. Yeah,
1: and and it's a couple of weeks left, and with those other guys missing, he can definitely still insert himself back into that conversation.
0: Who you got? Who's your? Who, well, I'll, I have it. I'll tip this one because I've I'll let you do the first, and then I'll I'll go. For, you can go first on picking the fantasy man of the, the game. <laughs> I went first last time. No, you didn't even go <laughs> last time, mate. All right, I'm going to say that the Blues are going to get this done by eight points.
1: <sighs> mate, I, I really, really want to disagree. Um, <laughs> do it. My heart wants me to disagree. My head tells me not to. Um, look, I'm going to do it just for shits and gigs, really. I think the Blues have had a couple very easy matches. Um, the Brumbies had a slip-up last week. So who's going to come in with that better mentality and, and better fit for this match? And it, it's probably going to be the Brumbies. And maybe the Brumbies at home can edge a win here um, and be the wake-up the Blues need to then go on and win the, the, the comp. So I'm going to say an upset here, the Brumbies, to get a win by three.
0: yeah uh, like Yeah, you're... Otherwise, I think the boys will get their biggest winning streak of games ever and be 12 games in a row, I believe. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all, right. all right. Okay. And uh, who are you going to pick as your top fantasy player of the week for these guys? Tough. Um,
1: I, I'm i just going to put it out. I have to back uh, a Brumbies player. Because I'm saying Brumbies Brumby's going to win. The low-hanging fruit's definitely the, the Blues players. But I'm going to back a Brumbies player and a man who's going to start to reinsert himself back into that Aussie conversation, Tommy Banks. Yeah. He was in some good form before he left. and I think he's going to find it again this week. I like
0: it. Um, you like it because he's in your side. I do. That's that's particularly why I like it. It's funny how much more you like players when they're in your fantasy side. Truly, I, I love Tom Banks now. Yeah. <laughs> After all that I said early in the season when he wasn't in my team. Yeah. Um, look, the the Blues. I, I'm I'm trying to work out where they might have it. I think. Um, they're going to really struggle if they, they can't get forward dominance. But I just don't think the Broncos are going to give them a lot of points there, which means I think they might just get it on an overlap, or it might just be the likes of, like, a para franchise carving them up or something like that. So I'm going to back what we said we want to happen, which is Pete mm. Simon and having the game of his life. Well, I feel like it's it's the uh, ballsy call here, but he's going to be the top fantasy player of the week. He's going to have a blinder running. <laughs> Whoa, that's ridiculous. Blinder.
1: Absolutely ridiculous. No, he's he going to feel
0: bad. He's going to have a blinder. That's a bad call. <laughs> All right, so Sunday's game. Main event. Absolutely, it is for us. Yeah. Under the roof. I wish, wish we can fly to this one, can't we, actually? we'll going to fly to that. Highlanders. Is your No. Oh, okay. Versus the Waratahs. So new injuries in this one. The Highlanders have lost Ethan De Groot to a shoulder knock, so they haven't even said it's an injury, but maybe that's just an AC joint or something like that, but nothing too serious. Um Jeff Cridge did get pulled on the Friday for the Waratahs, but he's back this week. Um, and then the other obvious ones are uh, Mitch Hunt with his concussion for the Highlanders and Isaiah Parisi with his MCL injury, which will cost him the regular season and maybe a quarterfinal as well. We've got no Holloway. Yeah, they're resting Holloway. Yeah, which that's
1: another painful thing. We've got Bell moving to the bench for the Tars. Like, I, I,
0: if, if this is a full-strength Tars side, I feel very different than I do right now. Yeah, Rabboni is also back to the bench, which means they're starting Lange Gleason at eight. Six, sorry. He's starting at six. six. Um, and then in the, the backs, you've got Alex Newsom pushing to outside centre. <clears throat> you've got Ben Donaldson coming in at 15 to take up that, I guess, Will Harrison role. I, I don't mind it. I, I, I'm really interested to
1: see how he goes in that 15. We've, we've got this constant battle of three doesn't fit into one with their tens. Mm. And I thought the other option was... You could have, you know, one of them filling that 12 jersey, probably Tane Edmond, the, the better fit with Ben Donaldson at 10. But they obviously don't want to shift Tane Edmund out of the 10 jersey when he's doing so well. And that's very much DC at the moment. He goes, if you've got that jersey, you have to lose it or someone has to take it off you. You're yeah. not just moving it out for no reason. So it's good to see Ben Donaldson get a crack at that 15 jersey. I think
0: it could suit him well. Yeah, and I am a little surprised. You said something intelligent on Twitter, which I mean, that's why I remember because it was. It, is that what he surprised it really, about? Yeah, it really stuck with me. Um, you said Jamie Roberts should start at twelve because he's only missed one tackle all season, and he's up against Thomas <laughs> yeah. Umanga Jensen. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, I think that's spot on. Honestly, he's, he's I think, a
1: physical big boy.
0: Yeah, right? I, I think that is the perfect call because Umanga Jensen is not the bloke to run around you, and I think. Uh, Jamie Roberts had a bad game a couple of week, weeks ago where they just showed he doesn't quite have his, his speed laterally yep. that's not going to happen against Touch no. to you Jay I,
1: I, it makes the most sense Yeah, it's not necessarily what we wanted to see the most to see some you know, d- development and how these plays are going to go but Really, Jamie Roberts pairing up with Lalakai Faketi in the centres makes the most sense. But it means you've got to shift Faketi out of that twelve. Faketi's been defending very well. Yeah. It means you know Alex Newsom stays at fullback. He's been playing relatively well there. But I think it is a different dynamic with your Ben Donaldson or your Will Harris, uh, Harrison at fullback. But yeah, and they're going to throw some punches, <clears> I guess,
0: by putting Donaldson there as well with that dual playmaker role. But really, Jamie Roberts
1: makes the defensive sense. But obviously they're turning up here going, let's give this a crack and attack. Let's not just worry about defense.
0: Yeah, which has been the way they've played and why they had, you know, their biggest crowd of the season last week. And it's under the roof. And you may as well throw the ball around under the roof. And let's not forget fantasy managers that every player scores 150% of their average <laughs> under the roof as well. So yes. Awesome, that is where all the fantasy points are scored, and that means that you can pretty much put my pick down immediately. <laughs> You've almost highlighted to Mark, <laughs> yeah, he's getting a double and being the top fantasy scorer for this game. I really hope you're right because he's my player. But yes, I
1: mean, uh, we're, we're jumping straight into that, are we?
0: Why not? Um, I, I haven't even talked about some of the returning players from the highlights, we it, haven't talked about much, we'll, we'll um, come back to that. But this <laughs> is look, like, if, if Tulipaya totally
1: is the right right wing. Um won't be. Well then we've got maybe Scott Gregory and the leveling. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's so, uh, locked in. Yeah, no one can need to ask he's a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna just really back the Tars again rather than necessarily go with anything else. I'm gonna say Dave is gonna have a really big one here.
0: Yeah, okay. I Dave he like has been I good. Like
1: He's an influential player. I think he needs to step up in this one with some big big players missing. So we really need some physicality and a big impact from him. So I think Dave is going to be the fantasy
0: man of the match. Good. Now that we've done the last part of our review, <laughs> let's do the first part. We're so Returning on this one, you've got Denny Salamona is available again back from his hammy injury. So you might find him on the wing. You've got Rory Van Voigt. Who's back from his uh, wrist fracture, which he had in February in the pre season? So it must have been very bad. He's back playing club footy last week, so we'll be available. And then Christian Leo Willie, we mentioned him last week uh, because we thought he was going to be back from this ankle injury that was apparently 50 50 to be not even a weak injury. But uh, we, we assume he's available for selection. So we just wanted to, I just want to throw that in there again because we don't have the team lineup yet. And for the TARS, the big talking point is that we have Ned Hannigan coming in for Jed Holloway. Um, who I know uh, Ando from Pick and Drive has been frothing about 24-7. And uh, Michael Hooper coming back from his concussion as well. So I I think, and you've got Charlie Gamble having a rest on that note at the the, uh, same time. Look,
1: I'm I'm interested to see how Hannigan goes because I I think Hannigan can feel that lock roll for the tyres at the moment quite well, if he can be physical. And that's the question. We don't have physicality from him. So I I think he's a good line-out option. I think, you know, he's not a bad player around the field. But he doesn't have the physicality that the Tars have had all season. So you have no Holloway. Hannigan's not picking up where Holloway's left off. So there's definitely a drop down in some physicality there. Uh, Even Cridge has been very physical. Sinclair's done a very good job. You know, despite us not thinking he, he would really in the in the locks. Mm. And I, I just don't think Hannigan in a short turnaround under DC is going to have that attitude change that makes him become this physical lock. But if he does, man, put DC down as a future Wallabies co- coach. Because if you can make Hannigan a physical player in a couple of weeks, you deserve a Wallabies role. Yeah,
0: right. that's, a, that's a very, very big call. And I think this is a great test for Archer Holtz as well. You know, I think the scrum was so good in the first half last week, but now he's doing it without Angus Bell. Yep. So if they can have a good showing in the scrum again, I think that's just such another big tick for him. Um, and I think we've, we also just saw that Liam Coltman has signed overseas yeah. or as leaving the Highlanders. So I think it's Andrew as jersey to lose these days, and obviously he's going to be their long-term heir apparent in that so you, jersey. Are you saying they're, they're not going to start Coltman? We're going to see you later, mate. Well, he didn't play last week anyway, so I think he might be injured. So, I, you know, the fact that they're announcing it now with two weeks left of the season, it, it was a little bit of a surprise to me. Well, it could be a get down and say goodbye. This could be our
1: last home game.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. Yep. Um, tips. Oh, just the the fact it's not a full strength Tars
1: really really hurts me. Um, I, I the Highlanders have bounced back and done really really well. Can I have to look at these two lineups here? Have bounced back and done really it's really not, well. Have a oh yeah, Let's, let me look at the Tars and think about them. Um, I really can't see the Tars doing it with these changes. Um, but again, I mean, I've backed my heart, silly silly times in, in this podcast and i'm going to do it one more time i'm going to say the tars are going to get a win they're going to be burning after a, a loss last week when they should have got the win and, and burning from the week before as well so i think it was a couple of weeks ago that they got that win against crusaders The tars by how many tars by three i mean three is my if i don't
0: really believe it i'll say that number i like it um look i similarly i'm just gonna back everything against the form lines and uh <laughs> I'm going to go with the Tars as well, despite the fact that I think the Highlanders are now in good form. <clears throat> they are. And scoring lots of points last week and now versing a weekend Tars. Then we're going to say Tars by five.
1: Yep. I'll take it. Can't
0: wait for us to both be right so we can brag to Kagi, who I'm just going to assume is back in the Highlanders because he loves his Islander players. <laughs> um, on the back of that, let's just quickly touch on the Tuesday game, Moana versus the Western Four. So what do we know here? We know that Kunzul, Callan and Stunder all are recovering from concussions. So it's very possible that we get those three back into the side. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the force do try and manage the workload of the players there. But I'm expecting if Mataele is out this week, that he'll probably play on the Tuesday as well. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what else they might do. Jake, maybe you just push Jake McIntyre for two games in a row at 10. And then that way Rishan gets a rest, yeah, rest. on Tuesday and another start in the final week of the, the comp, which makes the most sense to me.
1: Yeah, it makes most sense for sure.
0: And then they have no other back rowers. So I feel like they're going to continue to put out the same back rowers other so than who we've mentioned. They might chuck another second. Well, Cullen and Sunday. Cullen and Sunday. <laughs> I, I should say that. If got they a, come back. Yeah, that's right. And then Jeremy Thrush, I think he's out of the starting side this week as well. So I feel like he'll get some time.
1: I definitely think we're going to see, you know, Moana are a funny one. When they played a couple of midweek games, they just sometimes played certain players for 80 minutes two, three games rolling, yeah. you know. I can <laughs> give a step. No, they're just like, no, you know what, Tavatabanawa is going to get every minute and I hope they do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we get um, uh, Inari coming back at nine, um, McClutchy playing 10, Tyfu coming back into that 12-Jersey do we get Amua coming into 13? Clearly. Um, Fahing Anuku onto one of the wings. They're, so. they're players with a lot of experience coming back into this side. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see that bulk changes in the backs, um, maybe some bulk changes in the type fives. Lindemith coming back in. Um, Apikatoa. McRobbie's had a couple matches. Mc- and Lamb's back in from, in, from an injury and had a couple matches now. So... I think we are going to
0: see more turnover this time than we have in the past. Yeah, and I know that Moana Pacific don't want to play this game. But they came out straight away and said, we don't want to make this game up. We think the Western Four should forfeit. If you want to ever wanted to see right on the wall that a team doesn't want to play you, this is it. Well,
1: them saying we think the Four should forfeit after the Moana missed a bunch of games with COVID and everyone just goes, you know, we'll move around for you, that's pretty rich.
0: Yeah, but let's let's not get into that. It is pretty rich though. Just play play your B players, like you know, like we just listed. Yeah, it's it, look you can understand as well. It's been a pretty tough year for them, having for said sure. that as well. Uh, what's your tip on this one? I think the
1: Force are going to get this one done. Is that um, yeah, look, I, I my one, I definitely are in this, and it depends on what team they put out, but I, I think the Force. Um, are just going to get up enough for the, for this one and get the win? I think
0: they'll scrape home, like three yeah. points. Yeah, I don't think
1: it's going to be a big win. This is this is a, a match that can easily go either way.
0: Yeah, um, and maybe that attitude
1: difference of it is tough for Moana that had a really big year and was squeezing another game in. Yeah, just changes that attitude a little bit negatively for yep. them. I mean, you you put these Pacific Island boys in a jersey. You know, representing the nations, they're, they're going to grow an extra leg no matter what. But I think the
0: force are going to scrape home, I'll, I'll say by five. Beautiful. I love it. Um, that brings us to the final element of the game of the podcast, the show the de- 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 Deserto.
1: What's do with that?
0: Deserto. Very quickly, tell me. We're not looking at any numbers. I haven't looked either. Who do you think you're gonna finish the top three fantasy players on average at the end of the year, including on, the finals? On average, on averages. They gotta got play like three <clears throat> games. Like there's no like one-hit wonders. Now, have you looked at any of them? No. I feel this is rigged. I haven't, I promise <laughs> you I haven't looked.
1: Um,
0: I want to at least see
1: some names. I'm gonna say Tabatavanoa just because he's been so dominant. Yeah,
0: I would I would have put him up
1: there. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's gotta be one of them. Yeah. Um, who else has been massive? I don't
0: I don't know who else. Let me scroll cross the name. You say your top pick now. Uh, yeah, I like this actually because otherwise I was going to lose him. Will Jordan. I'm going to put Will oh, Jordan shit. up there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, that was silly. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Like a, a bunch of ones,
1: you know, Bell's not going to be there, Mong is not going to be there. Um,
0: I really don't know. <laughs> you know, if you're this very I'm going to say Ray Arce. Damn it. That's who I was going to go for. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Far out. Then who am I going for? I don't know that there's any outside backs from the Aussie franchises that I can put up there. Nah. Nah. Oh, God. There's got to be a back rower that's just been carving. Akira's average has got, no, he hasn't been that high, has he? He's had a couple good, couple average. Nah. He's, he's not. injured at the moment, mate. Yeah, that's good. That's good if he's got a high average already, though. Who else we got? Man, this is. I, I thought we we're going to do this a lot easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, this is a tough. Geordie Barrett.
0: I'm going to go Geordie Barrett.
1: Yeah, no, that's wrong. He's got
0: to be somewhere out there, isn't he? Nah, that's wrong. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to chuck out there. This is tough. Um, just because I want to throw an Aussie in there, unless someone changed my mind real quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Twilling TV, son. <laughs> for anyone
1: watching on the podcast mate, this is this is some real good stuff i'm just for the sake of making this quick <laughs> i'm going to say
0: yes i'm gonna say i'm bossy i'm nice. bossy the like boss man. man and i'm gonna go attending that yeah. nice, yeah yeah nice very good yeah. that's a good wow. recovery great Oof. recovery that was quick <laughs> Okay, uh, I think both you and I, do we agree, Blues and, so if we're talking about just top eight ranked teams, we both agree, Blues one, Crusaders two. Brumbies three. Brumbies three, yeah. Number four, do you go Chiefs or do you go Hurricanes? I think Chiefs on the, yeah, Chiefs. Yep, I'm with you, I agree. And then six, seven, do you go Reds, Waratahs or Waratahs Reds?
1: Waratah is probably not going to get a win, despite us saying we think they're going to win this week. Um, <laughs> Reds um, are going to get a win. They're going to get the win against Moana Pacifica. Yeah. So, I mean, money, smart money is probably the Reds are going to jump the us.
0: Okay, so you're going to, you've got Reds, Waratahs, Highlanders. Yep. I have Well, actually, a... I think... Because that... Highlanders could then yeah. jump up as well. Who do the Highlanders play in the last week? Highlanders play last week. Rebels. Yeah, I've got Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, Tars are going to be eight. In that case, I've got Highlanders six. Can they do that? Can they? Can the Highlanders jump in if the Reds win one? No. Okay. Red six. Highlander seven. Tars
1: eight. I'm going to say it'll go red six.
0: Tars seven Highlanders eight. eight oh no Highlanders can't jump on mate they're 11 points behind you're stitching me up no so if the Tars get no points then they're still one point up they're up by 11 and with two games to go those
1: that's
0: 10 points all <laughs> fire. all right fire out. you're stitching me up big time Reds Tars Highlanders to and, finish and no matter what they're
1: three losses behind so if they end up yeah
0: you're stitching up big time trying yeah. to make me look silly yeah you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right on that note guys thank you very much for listening if you made it this far five stars because otherwise you wouldn't listen this long and we'll give you a shout out yeah we will that's why we did so many shout outs at the start of the week do we check yeah all the time mate. we get notifications mm-hmm. if anyone leaves a review all right so thank you guys thanks for listening and hooroo mate.